You ready for the intro? Wait, wait. You ready? You ready? You ready? Are you ready? Welcome to the Mini Corp Show, episode number 24. 23? It's 24. Is it 24? It is 24. Okay. This is a show that we push out here in Minicorp where we highlight entrepreneurs, the risk takers, the real entrepreneurs that are kind of um, building profitable businesses, building businesses here in Dublin and further afield and just, you know, making something that is awesome. The Minicorp show has kind of evolved over the past while. We started to do like a Q&A series and we started to do... We had like the professional mini corp show where we go and shoot it in in people's offices and everything. So we've tried many different things, and I think the real dynamic or what people want to see is engaging content where we're interviewing great people or having good conversations here. So today we have the awesome Luke Mackey. Luke Mackey. Um, I'll let him introduce himself in a second, but he is the CEO of a new awesome tech company here in Dublin called Bamboo. If you haven't already, go and check out bamboo.app.ie for anybody that's watching this on a pre-recorded um, thing. There will be a description below which will have links to everything that we talk about during this episode. Um, so without further ado, what I'm going to do is jump straight into, into the show. And I'm going to start off by saying, Luke, would you yeah. like to introduce your good self? So I'm the co-founder and CEO of a little startup here in Dublin called Bamboo. We are essentially the fastest and easiest way to order, pay, and receive loyalty awards from great cafes and restaurants. Uh, we're in 10 cafes in uh, Dublin 2 at the moment. Uh, we're growing outwards, so we're basically starting in Dublin 2, so it's easier for the user to download the app. It makes sense when I download it, if I'm in DRT Angel Street or if I'm in an office around there, I can download the app and then I'm at five minute walking distance from any of the stores. Awesome. I can press a button on the app, make my order in less than five, ten seconds. Uh, I can, it gives my, I can, it orders based on my location. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it knows if I'm a five minute walk or a ten minute walk, it, it gives that estimation to, to, the, uh, to the merchant. So when I arrive, my, my, my coffee and my lunch should be ready to be, to be served to me. I can just skip the queue, grab and go. Which is like the strangest thing when you think about it, but myself and Steve were, we were just coming out of a meeting in in Dublin too, and around Angel Street at the same time, and we wanted to kind of try out the service. So like obviously I've been trialing the service for the last couple of weeks and things as more and more coffee shops have been coming on board. But it was the first time that kind of myself and Steve were together and we said let's really trial it out with, with Network Coffee. Um, so the big thing for me was that first of all there was like a discovery element to the service. Like I honestly would have never really known about Network Coffee before and I'm always on the hunt for good coffee and exactly. to find good places. So it was first of all an awesome discovery tool for me, but second of all, there is this strange feeling that, you know, when you first pick up the app and you place your order and you're going to your buddy beside you, what do you want? You say, oh, flat white or whatever, and then you place the order and then you walk into the coffee shop and there's these cups with the bamboo sticker and it's there waiting for you. And everybody that's on the queue is like, what? Who's this guy? Yeah. and. I don't know, like there's kind of, it's, it's a strange feeling, but it's also just so much more awesome that like you're, you're late for a meeting and you just want to grab a coffee, like a halo, you can order it and then walk up, get it and you're, you're out of there. Just deadly. Okay, so what I want to do is, first of all, start at the very, very beginning. Why Bamboo or where did the concept come from and what job were you in previously that you kind of transitioned to say, you know what, this idea is something that I really want to pursue and put all of my time into 
and let's stop that other thing. Well, from your way back, I always had somewhat of entrepreneurial tendencies, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, sure. Like ten years old, I would, if I wasn't selling old match magazines to for inflated prices to my friends, I was selling Christmas trees. I was top you of my road. snake. Every every year, I'd be, I'd be selling Christmas trees. By the end of it, I was hiring my friends. And before this, uh, I actually started a freelance marketing agency with awesome. my friends, and I got my, uh, it's me and another friend who was an incredible graphic designer. Um, so we did that for a year, and that, at the same time, I had this, I, I had the idea for Bamboo, but I was in college and I knew I wasn't going to do it 100%. Yeah, yeah. So with the marketing agency, I was able to kind of pick and choose what I was doing. Um, so the idea for Bamboo sort of came back as a personal experience, so I'd be like, on my way to college, and um, I'd walk past the same coffee shop every day, and I knew the guys in there, and I'd walk past and I'd just think to myself, I wish I would just text Chris, and I'd just order it now, and I'd just grab it, and I wouldn't miss my train. Because um, that was the only time I'd only have time to get out of time to make the decision. So it was the only time I'd be able to grab my morning coffee or my lunch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just think this must be a better way. So I just looked into it more and just like, it felt like there was a need for a pre order aspect. Um, and it just needed to involve payments, it needed to involve the loyalty. It all needed to be all done in one, one go. Um, and then you look at consumer behavior and how that's changed. Yeah. So myself, I'm in that millennial demographic who. I don't like waiting. <laughs> the <laughs> millennials. The millennial demographic. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a millennial. Are you over we 30? still haven't really figured that out. Are you over 35? No. Really? <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Uh, no, yeah, so if you, you, it's basically anyone. If anyone that's below 35 now. No, it's just that's, that's, that's like, it's the, they're the highest, they're the highest uh, rate users of online products. Yeah. Um, in Ireland, there's 40% of the population between 18 and 35. Which is sure. Okay. Um, so we're, we, we think the timing is correct for it too. People yeah. can see this as convenience play, see the, the payments is coming to effect as well. It's more that we're coming to a mobile, we're going to become a mobile order and pay society too. And um, there's going cash will be around in five, ten years, I think. Um, but so how much of it is, would you say, the convenience of ordering your coffee before you actually get there versus the convenience of the payment and not having to ensure you have your credit cards that you already had whatever. It's a mix of three, which is good. So you have the idea, so not everyone's going to be under the time constraints, not everyone's going to be on a new copy now, you don't want to queue. It's, it's the idea of paying, it's, it's, it's all the three things built in one, it's the payment, it's the loyalty, and it's the cool, it's just the coolness of not having to, of, of getting the notification or Orders being prepared. I could be sitting in front of it. I could be walking, I could be, yeah. be sitting in front of it, and I'll get a notification saying my orders being prepared or my orders being ready. It's ordering in your own time, which is a nice aspect. Sure. And again, this is just like the minimum viable product. It's going to get a whole lot different. It's going to get a whole lot, um, whole lot better. It's going to get a whole lot awesome. Okay, so I think we've already answered the question of what problem is it solving, but let's get more into the definition of the actual business model. So how do you guys make money? Like how do you actually take your cut off the top? Is it a percentage of each transaction or? So we don't charge the customer whatsoever because we believe it's a, it's, yeah. Woo! So if anything, the customer's saving money because loyalty's automatically redeemed. I'm not gonna lose a loyalty card. I'm not gonna have to use a loyalty app or remember to take it out of the till. It's just done automatically the way it should be. Sure. And we charge the merchant um, because we feel it's a product that the merchant should offer. Um, and that's as simple as it is. We we also we also absorb the the, the, the transaction fee within that too. Right. Wow. We're like it will become to it will come to a point where 
everywhere this is going to be will be in so much areas that sure. it's going to be a need. Is a need for I think it's something that like so the one of the main points of this show is to help new entrepreneurs or people that have ideas to kind of figure out how obtainable it is or what actually goes into getting a new product off the ground and bringing it into the world. When you were, let's say, negotiating with the first coffee shops and everything, did you have different pricing tiered brackets? Okay, we're good. We're back. Kieran Kenny joined! What's up, bro? Um, okay, so we were at the stage of... We found Alan. That was awesome. There was an inkling of some investment trickling through to go and fund the business at the very beginning, but... It's now time to go and build the MVP and maybe to secure, so you secured the CSF funding in the second round. What was next for the business or how did you get the MVP built? You said that like, there was a little bit of time lag, a little bit of delay or? or oh no, it was, we, we, just because we didn't get CSF in, we didn't stop building, we were okay. Um, but we knew we had to get it to bring on another engineer. Um, we wanted to bring on an iOS engineer, somebody specialized in that. Like, to, put it, to put things into perspective, it took us probably about two, three months to build our merchant backend, the the Android application, and all the, all the um, the architecture behind that, and took about four. Which is pretty weeks. insane. But it took us four to five weeks to build our iOS app. That's ridiculous. That is, yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know about building products, that is pretty quick. Um, yeah. And it's hats off to like the the tech team that you've built within Bamboo as well. They're pretty rock solid and and really great people and I mean just to go back even one step before that when you think about you guys moved into an office or where were you before? So we were, we were in a co-work space, we were in the Guinness Enterprise Center for the entire summer. Um, Val like you value oh, co-working spaces? We, we, that's where we beta tested it. So we beta tested it, we were testing it while we were working there. So we had an app, we were just on Android, very basic Android app, uh, product um, and our merchant product and our merchant uh, app too. Had it, there, had it to, gave it to the cohort there, which is nice because it's a closed tech environment. Um, which you, so you take all the results out with the sort of which you saw, because you know everyone there is going to be like an early adopter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the results were fantastic, people loved using it. The, we built, we iterated as well, so we, we learned from what the staff in, in the uh, Kids Enterprise Center. Um, which is key us. though, like it's, it's really, really difficult to find early adopters or beta testers around. They're so lucky, yeah. that was, a, that was, that was a, a very lucky environment to be in. Um, Massively. So when we went to CSF, um, we were looking to hire an engineer, and, and I went back to my old college, National College of Ireland, and uh, I was looking to hire engineers from there, and they were just like, so how did you get this far without going to I didn't do anything to the college, and um, they were just like, how did you get this far to without yeah, yeah. there? So uh, I was like, well, we just we did we got a little bit of basketball chairs and everybody was surprised so like well, what is there something we can do to help? So it's like we need office space. Awesome. <laughs> so we uh, so we're incubated there now for uh, for for three months. We've been to incubated for three months, another three months. Um, Excellent. Fantastic as well. There's other great companies in there too. Um, and it allows us to, to kind of grow out from there so we could fit six or seven people in there. We have the moment of three of us plus two interns. Okay. Um, the interns are very much marketing uh, content. Um, Driven, and then it's myself, Alan, and Victor, who the two the two are the tech team. Okay, so let's say are you gonna almost shelve the GEC um, coffee shop 
as the first client because they were more like kind of like let's say a beta testing yeah. you know will you like there's so much more than a beta testing client they gave you that invaluable feedback to go and progress the product to the next level after GC which was the next client let's say the first client that you kind of negotiated the deal with got them signed up it's probably prospector yeah uh, with Gareth and uh... did you already have a personal in to that one, or was it a cold call? Oh, hey, I'm Luke. Cold email. That's it. That's like what that is the shit. Though, like people need to understand how how that part works because, in my honest experience and history, the majority of people that go and create these products don't understand how much time and effort that second stage takes. Like you absolutely need an MVP or some product to showcase to the potential client and say, hey, here's here's what we're building and here's what it looks like so far. But you also need to understand the strategy for that sales beginning process of going, okay, like when you told me about some of the strategies that you guys were adopting of the different sections within Dublin and all of that kind of craziness, like it's such a fully thought out strategy that you can see where that's going to go. And people need to understand the value that's within that, you know, that, that the time and effort needs to be pumped into that. So that was on paper, that was our first, our first real store, but we, went, we, don't go, we didn't go live to any of them until we went to our soft launch, which was, on, which was two weeks ago. So we had, that was just a, a basically a list of committed people we were building up. Yeah. Um, so that, that was an ever-growing list. We got, uh, uh, we were just closing, we just closed these stores every week until that launch when we uh, went live to the stores. And though every, uh, so for the next few weeks then, we'll just be onboarding more and more stores, growing outwards from that area. Um, How likely do you think they would have been to accept the deal without the MVP, without the product well, in your hand? Absolutely. It's, it's, you need to show them something. You need to show them how it works, and that's it. If you walk in there with an idea, no one's going to listen to you. Especially that's a merchant, especially someone whose business it rides on. Yeah. And um, that's not said for every other product. You have to be like you have to have yeah. something it, 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 of it, it, tangible. Not, not like if you talk, if you're looking at a SaaS product, if you're looking to tech, you're selling, say you're selling to developers. You say someone was selling something to you that was better SaaS play, and you and you were like, this is amazing. You would probably pay for it before they even before they build it because. I disagree. I I would probably invest in it before <laughs> uh, before I would before I would see the product absolutely because I would know that I would get more equity for the book than the other way around. That if they started build it, like right now your company is so much more valuable with the MVP and with the clients. Yeah. Even like you can think about it. Idea worth very little. Idea plus MVP worth more. MVP plus clients worth more. MVP oh, plus clients yeah, plus so fucking sales. Now we're live, so it's kind of flipped. It's like the most cold email people now. We're getting people coming to us. Yeah. Just like launch week just was crazy. Yeah. But like, I wish that more people kind of realize that once you get to the stage of I, I'm at an MVP and the investment has, has allowed me to build that MVP, you should really be looking at your company as kind of going, we have no clients. The priority for right now is to take in 100 euros or 1,000 euros or 10,000 euros in the next month as soon as possible, not to go around to any investor that will listen to me and gain more money in order to provide more of a, a road for me to ship the next feature because you don't have a clue of what feature you should be building until the actual clients, the people that are gonna be using this app are turning around and saying, this is great, this is great, you need to work on this. You put all of your time and effort into the this, yeah, right? Exactly. And that's it's, the it's thing. all that focus right now. So like for the last two weeks, all we, instead of onboarding stores every week, um, which is stressful and which puts a lot of pressure on the tech team, <laughs> uh, we've been focusing on our merchants and making sure everyone's happy. So we would be going around to stores, making sure that orders are going okay, that we haven't had any real major issues. Uh, but it's 
we are the it's, it is B2B before it is B2C right yeah. now, immediately, because uh, it's supplied for the land. And if your merchants are happy, then your customers will be happy because they're going to push it to you. Because yeah. the merchants will push it to your customers. But it's a, it's a really hard balance. Oh, yeah. Like if you, if you start to get the customers on board and there's no coffee shops near them, bad experience. Oh, yeah. Or if the, you know, the, yeah, there's so many different connotations there. Okay, I don't wanna, let's, let's keep motoring on. Um, so, what has been the best channel for you to gain new customers? Um, hmm. So it is, it's really been social. It's really? As in, yeah, well, it's, pure, it's pure brand, it's pure awareness. And Even for the B2B stuff? Oh, well, B2B is, is different, that's just cold emailing and referrals. But, yeah. But actually getting people down with me after using it. By the odd one that might see it and might, might see our marketing in stores, uh, we see a lot of it from, just, from, from social. And people are, like, we don't have any transactional marketing whatsoever. But that will come into play. Um, but it's just pure awareness. It's, and we've been pretty good on it. We haven't spent that much. Um, like, we, when it comes to like, it's just content. It's just like yourself. Putting this out, this is, this is content. All day, yeah. And it's all video as well. So we're doing something called Bamboo Sessions where we basically do a bio video of, 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 of each one of our stores where it's, um, it's not scalable, but it's, um, it's basically telling the story of, of, of each place. And that's it's beneficial to us because it means that we can, we can tell a story to our partners, but it's also beneficial to the merchant. They can use it themselves and they can tell their story and use that kind of content. Uh, um, and that's just what shareable. This Kieran on Facebook video is going, um, there's nothing like a good old cold call, yes. sales 101. I that's love it. it. Um, but it, it is so true that that the video and the content has been paramount. Like when you look at the strategy that you guys have adopted, yeah. even for that has been, you know, I, I, I can't fault it. You're, you're launching new videos of your clients. They're getting the value of more marketing and PR and discovery through Bamboo, which is insane. Plus you're getting more people to actually download, be aware and understand that the product is there to start to use it. And you don't want the message to be all about you, about like, oh, download the app. Yeah, yeah, bamboo, bamboo, bamboo. Yeah, you can't yeah. be like that. It's, it's, the messaging is, is very important too. It's a, you're telling the story of the other store, of that store, of your partner, and um, like what we like, we're building something we believe will just be imperative to every bit to these businesses. I would say you don't need to keep pushing down people's first. Awesome, awesome. Okay, um, so out of the social stuff, what has been the biggest? Instagram, Snappies, um, Facebook ads, and Instagram ads. I think because again, are you paying for Facebook ads right now? Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not paying a lot. We're targeting them and we test them and then we we target them again. This is this is key. This is majorly key. And I'm like fucking, I've, I've seen so many people not get this right. This is a major key. A major key. Fucking DJ Khaled. What does he say? Major key. No, there's other stuff. What's the other one? No. And another no. one. <laughs> and he goes. Keys, yo. You're fooling yourself. What is it? You played yourself. Right, played yourself. yourself. Played yourself. Um, what was I going to say though? What were we talking about? This is mainly the key. You're talking about the social implementation. The Facebook ads. If you're running Facebook ads, right, or if you're using any sort of paid advertising, digital advertising medium or mechanism, you have to understand that, that let's take Facebook as an example. It has the most specific targeting system that I've ever seen. You can target by demo, by age, by, by location, by, by absolutely every possible metric. But everybody does this on their initial campaign, right? They go and they say, I'm gonna put 20 euros into this thing per week. And then they say that my, my target audience is this bubble. And then they press play and that's that 20 quid spent. The next week, 
they press play on the exact same bubble again, yeah. on the exact same segmentation. They don't go and actually analyze the statistics of how that first week went because there is 25 or 10% of that segmentation that has operated substantially better than all of the other segmentation and to put the 20 euros on that specific 15% and to realize that it's more it's more like a proper like like a like a chef like a how you're going to make a soup or a dish the first time you're going to make it very broad and kind of say this is what I'm generally going for and the more that you fine tune the recipe the more that you're specifically targeting the type of audience that you want to accumulate and you are, you're getting a hell of a lot better bang for your buck than the other way around. It's A-B testing. It's you, what we would do is we'd run an ad for a day, put three euro on it, see the results. Didn't do work, you go, we, I put it against a certain demo now. We, we, we do you think there's enough of an audience on the three quid though to see? Yeah. 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 Some of them, yeah. Like you, you'd be targeting, say, a college or a business or, a, or an office block. Um, but yeah, we always, if we see even an inkling of, of, of reach or, or of interaction, we go, and okay, we'll put another. Uh, 10 euro and this one for three days or 20 euro for three days. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, the one thing that we're starting to think about trialing out here in Minicorp is the whole Snapchat takeovers thing. So getting yeah. some of our clients to kind of yeah grab our account Absolutely. and use it for a while. I think this marketing is it's where it is right now. Like yeah. It's expensive, but it's you're you're leveraging like for us like if you were to Instagram Instagram influencers or Snapchat influencers. There's no point if we'll start Snapchat, can kind of put it that way. If we're going to do anything on Snapchat, it's because we're going to be doing some sort of transactional marketing with someone who has yeah. a product on Snapchat. Awesome. Okay, what is next for Bamboo? What's on the What's on the pipeline? What can you talk about? Yeah, you know what we're kind of doing. I know, but like I'm not. Uh, I won't disclose. Well, it's good, isn't it? It is awesome. Um, but um, let's say the next um, two to three months, any cool coffee shops, any you know big. Well, kind we're, of we're, just, we're just keeping on the app. We're keeping on social. We'll be onboarding places every few weeks. Um, we're growing outwards from that area. We just needed to. We just need to focus. We need to make sure our, our merchants are happy. Uh, make sure our customers are happy. Like we we've noticed some cool stats. Like if you notice that once someone makes two or three orders on the app. They use it religiously. Yeah. And back and they use it every day. Like we've never seen, we never have loyal bamboo users and some other stuff. That's not the same time every day.